0: A new world order. It appears to be a strange interlude in American history. A new world order. The difficulty with the court today rises not from the court as an institution, but from human beings within it. But we cannot yield our constitutional desk to the personal judgment of a few men. A new world order. To get ready for the delivery of the bomb. For the delivery of the bomb. A new world order. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, the secret oaths. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy for expanding its sphere of influence. On infiltration instead of invasion. On subversion instead of election. On intimidation instead of free choice. On guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed. A new world order. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time a new world order this is a different kind of war there are no marching armies or solemn declarations some citizens of south vietnam at times with understandable grievances have joined in the attack on their own government a new world order i have never been a quitter To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body. But as president, I must put the interests of America first. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. A new world order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. A new world order governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance at this new world order. A new world order. An order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. A new world order. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sex relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. A new world order. 852 here in New York. I'm Brian Gumbel. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that muslims we don't have a beef with muslims we want to be friends with muslims and muslim children a new world order what difference at this point does it make a new world order Administration this month has sought to rebut charges that it paid ransom for five Americans released from Iranian captivity back in January. Even as senior U.S. officials now admit they withheld the 400 million assembled in hard foreign currency until they received word that the hostages were being set free, a linkage of the prisoner release to the payments that spokesman for the State Department had previously denied. Now, in response to a report in the New York Sun, the Obama administration has confirmed that it was just two days later on January 19th that a Treasury Department account, known as the Judgment Fund, was used to send Iran an additional 13 payments, each for $99,999,999.99, or roughly $100 million each, to satisfy the interest that Washington negotiated with Iran. A new world order. A new world order. A new world order. Well, today the Durham report finally came out, and has suspected, FBI, DOJ acted vastly improper, raw, uncorroborated so-called evidence that they used to hound President Trump for well over two years right, and influence the 2016 election, as well as make uh, the administration untenable following that. A new world order. But what this amounts to is influence peddling, plain and simple. It is foreign entities fill in, filling the pockets of the Biden family with $10 million through a nebulous web of 20 different companies. It's an elaborate shell game. And amazingly, some of these transactions happen while Joe Biden was vice president. A new world order. Welcome to the Masquerade. Patriots, digital soldiers, citizen journalists. Welcome to the masquerade. I am your host. I am a voice for patriots, a voice for freedom, leader of Joshua Hollis Worldwide. I am the one, the only, the original Joshie Cox. You know I'm loud. And you know I am proud. And I am proud to bring you this all-new season number four of the Masquerade Podcast. This is episode number seven. And it just gets better by the day. I got a show lined up for you that you will not believe. And it is time to just get down to business. So let's get it started. The Illuminati. That's one thing I am proud to not be a part of. And I'm also proud to announce that they may be um, slipping from their coveted spot atop all of the world as it relates to the entertainment industry. As reports are circulating around the country, around the globe, about its at least uh, recent leader, Dwayne Rock Johnson, who seems to be experiencing a little bit of a a fall from grace, if you will. As The Rock has uh, reportedly lost about $60 million in his recent XFL football adventures, Uh, And I couldn't be any happier to hear the news of that. Um, And he's struggling in the box office altogether as he is now fallen from the ranks of the top male paid entertainer in the world. And a lot of it, I believe, is due to his ego. But a lot of it I do believe also is because we as a people are waking up. And we are recognizing certain figures within that secret society known as the Illuminati. It's basically an extension of the Freemasonry, but at the highest level. And it is sick, sadistic, and I I just couldn't celebrate this news any more than what I am today. Uh, As I said, he's uh, falling from grace, I, I guess would be the best way to describe it as he is now no longer the top guy, you know, he's had a recent feud with the Fast and the Furious series, uh, which in my opinion, I'm sorry if you're one of those fans of theirs, but at at what point do you shut this thing down? I mean, for God's sakes, let's just, we we call it for what it is, but Paul Walker made that series. And not to take anything away from Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was, was uh, excellent. I'm not going to say that he wasn't, but for myself, I don't think the Fast and Furious has been the same since the very first very first movie. And sometimes it's one of those series where it's just like, you know, you should have just left well enough alone. You made the money and then you tried to you tried to strangle it and bleed out every last cent that you could. And without Paul Walker, it, it just hasn't been the same in my in my own estimation. I'm not a movie goer, uh, because of the fact that I do not worship these false idols in Hollywood. I refuse to do so. Now, for those of you who have been uh, living under a rock, so to speak, um, and, you know, cliches it may sound, that are not familiar with the Rock Dwayne Johnson, he began his professional wrestling career. He is the son of the late uh, Rocky Johnson and the grandson of the late Peter Maivia, the high chief himself. And he made his professional wrestling debut back in the uh, mid-1990s. And from there, he ascended uh, and into the Hollywood fame life, uh, if you will. And he made his commercial acting splash as Luke Hobbs in Fast and the Furious or The Fast Five uh, in 2011, alongside the likes of Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Um, About ten years before that, again, is when he began his professional wrestling debut, and then he also made his acting debut in 2001 as a a uh, cast member of the Scorpion King and the mummy returns. And then the following year, uh, the mummy franchise spin off the Scorpion King in 2002. He had uh, many big opportunities. Of course, since then uh, influential uh, movie roles, the Fast and Furious franchise, as we said, uh, the Jumanji movies, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. i uh, most recently in 2017 and 2019 uh, The Jumanji, the next level, and uh, Jungle Cruise in 2021, Red Notice 2021, and he always seemed to be that that baby face guy uh, for as long as I can remember, and he actually climbed to the top of the mountain, uh, so to speak, in 2016 as the highest paid celebrity, uh, per Forbes magazine. Movies uh, like Central Intelligence, which that's going to lead me to another point. But uh, in 2016, The Fate of the Furious, 2017, uh, he also played the legendary Mitch Buchanan in Baywatch in 2017 uh, a reboot. And I was really, for me personally, I was so disappointed with that movie. Number one, how do you give the role of Mitch Buchanan to a Polynesian? You know, it it doesn't even begin to make sense when Mitch Buchanan was the star uh, of the legendary show Baywatch. And I do say legendary. Uh, I remember as a kid, that show would come on, and it usually didn't air until about 10 p.m. Eastern time. uh, Whenever I was a child growing up, and that would come on. Actually, it would follow up uh, Raw, Monday Night Raw, which is where I saw The Rock for the first time. And I would do anything um, to be able to see that show. And, you know, number one, uh, and I admit, a a big part of that was to see the character CJ, which, of course, was played by none other than the lovely Pamela Anderson um, or Pam, Pamela Anderson Lee or whatever she goes by today. But you can't. Mitch Buchanan was played by David Hasselhoff. And number one, he has German roots. He was a white German, like American. And it's just hard to give it to a guy like The Rock, who is just hulked up i mean for the guy that used to brag about never putting a steroid in his body never taking a single uh, performance enhancer never smoking a cigarette never doing this never doing that no drugs and now you see him and the guy looks like an absolute freak show an absolute freak show like he should be out you know in the world body building uh tours and it, it it's just beyond me and it, it just speaks to the hypocrisy of the bureaucracy that is running our world today. And at that point in time, The Rock was earning an annual payday of around $65 million a year. I I can't even fathom that. I can't fathom a half a million dollars a year, let alone $65 million a year. So the fact that he has accrued his, you know, what they call nearly $800 million status It's not surprising, but it's also what, you know, what did he do to sacrifice himself? Like I said, with the steroid use, obviously, he can deny it every day as long as he wants, but there's no denying when a guy gains, you know, 40 pounds of muscle in a a matter of no time, loses all the baby fat, and he is ripped up the way he is. I I don't see how anyone could deny it. Um, He was then now the, the fourth highest paid entertainer in 2022 behind Peter Jackson, Uh, The boss, Bruce Springsteen, which I don't like at all, as well as the other leader of the Illuminati in terms of the musical standpoint, uh, and that would be, of course, Jay-Z, who has been one of the leaders the entire time. He was, um, I don't know if you want to call it the mentor or the protege of Kanye West during Kanye's induction, and then, of course, he's the one that is dropping Kanye off at a hospital and trying to have him uh, basically put into an insane asylum of sorts and you know because he was under the, the casting or the spell of mk ultra and god only knows what else that they did to him at that point and beyonce and jay-z have just completely it, it's a shocking revelation but a disappointment at the same time to me uh because it was two people that when i was young and naive and dumb and didn't know any better that, that was two people that i had looked up to uh in in the highest regard especially when it came to you know, being performers and and musicians, because I like to perform, I like to play music as well. Uh, At that point in time, Johnson was reported to be worth about $270 million in earnings, uh, especially from his stints in, like, Jungle Cruise and Red Notice, um, and his own tequila brand that had launched as well. So, uh, since then, uh, he also played DC Extended Universe's Black Adam, which was a passion project of Johnson's. Uh, he failed to land at the box office. In fact, the savior of the uh, DCEU took only $390 million globally. And uh, a lot of the critics of the fans were not happy with the performance uh, that Johnson was able to um, put out for that. And then it surfaced the leaked financial information stating that the movie had made a profit. And then things took an even more turbulent turn with the star of Shazam, Fury of the Gods, 2023. Zachary Levi uh, cooperated claims that Johnson's uh, alleged ego and self-serving behavior had hurt the franchise. And like I said before, we know, we've heard all the stories and rumors, um, bumping heads with Vin Diesel, and just not allowing for anybody to have any higher fame uh, and being that spotlight than that himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you smell, I smell a phony rock. That's what I smell. And I hate to say that because, you're somewhat of a uh, native Pennsylvania man like myself. The Rock went to Liberty High School, um, which is in the uh, greater Bethlehem, PA area. That's where he was uh, recruited by none other than Dennis Erickson uh, to play at the University of Miami before injuring his knee, which is what cut uh, any chance of a NFL career short. And then he floundered in the Canadian Football League, which is what eventually landed him in the world of professional wrestling. Now, many of you may be saying that that doesn't necessarily um, translate to a fall of the Illuminati, per se, as, as much as just a, an individual slump for somebody like Johnson. But then I also must remind you of a guy by the name of Laflop, or that's my, my own name for um, basketball star LeBron James who we watched over the past 20 years, his meteoric rise since being drafted with the first overall pick in the 2003 NBA draft by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and now we see what has happened to him of late. His game is diminishing. His skill set is diminishing all, all around as far as I'm concerned. He is a disgrace to the league uh, on many accounts, especially with um, the antics that have earned him the nickname of Fraud or La Flop. Uh, which I'm not the only one uh, that is cynical of the uh, forward um, who actually had just become earlier this season the NBA's all-time scoring leader, surpassing uh, the likes of Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest of all time, uh, hands down. And I'm still not even willing to place LeBron James, the flop James, into the top five category. Uh, and, And a large part is because of his antics on the court. But we're watching his game diminishing after 20 years of the league. Uh, you know, it, that would be normally um, a, a typical thing to have happen. But for somebody that still goes out there and calls himself the top player in the NBA. And then to put out the performance in the Western Conference, the NBA's Western Conference finals against the, the Denver Nuggets in which his team was swept. Swept from the league. LeBron James had set a new NBA record uh, in game four of that game uh, at the completion, at the conclusion of game four of the NBA's Western Conference Finals, as he had become the first player, the only player in NBA history to be swept from the NBA, or be swept in the NBA playoffs, rather, in three different decades. That's, That's correct. Three different decades. He was swept in the, as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers and now as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. He did it in the first 10 years of his career for 2000. Well, he began 2003 as he was swept from the NBA playoffs uh, between the starting point of his career, 2003 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, and now 2023 as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. So congratulations, the uh, flop. James and rumors are swirling around the league that he could be retiring. He said at the end of that game that, um, you know, at that point he felt as though he could just retire from the game, uh, especially when he's being, when he's playing at that, at such a level. Now, rumors also, uh, have begun to occupy many of the headlines that LeBron could be possibly thinking about setting out for one year, letting, letting his body, his aging body heal. Which, I mean, I can't deny him that. 20 years in the league, I'm surprised that his body hasn't worn down faster, although I do suspect him of using performance-enhancing drugs as well. But we will never know uh, if that holds any real truth or not. However, there, it, as luck would have it, Seattle, who at one time hosted the Supersonics, are looking to enter back into the league and with NBA expansion, and so is the Las Vegas, uh, city of Las Vegas. LeBron has accumulated over a billion dollars of wealth throughout his NBA career, thanks to, in part, the, the Illuminati, as far as I'm concerned, and he would be lining up to be able to afford to be a franchise owner, and they just recently changed the rulebook in the NBA so now that a player on a current NBA roster would be allowed to also own a team at the same time, simultaneously, which is something they didn't allow in the past. It is, of course, uh, it is no secret by any means that LeBron James, his desire is to share the NBA floor with at least one of his sons, and the one that could do that the quickest would be Brawny, little LeBron, and Brawny has committed himself to at least one year at the University of Southern California. By sitting out for a year in retirement, that would also allow for LeBron to be at all the games by which I'm sure he will uh, be very vocal uh, and try to take over as the unofficial coach. Um, But that's here nor there. And then that would also allow for him to buy the Las Vegas franchise, open the doors, and start beginning play in the NBA as early as 2024, in which he could then draft Brawny in the first round uh, or through the expansion draft. And then they could share the floor and try to win an NBA championship, the first ever father-son tandem to ever do so. So, the you know, that still remains to be seen, whether or not that plays out that way or whether or not he will return to the Lakers in 2023-24. Uh, no official announcement has yet been made. I don't expect an announcement to be made until probably closer to July anyway, and that would be at the very earliest. So we will find out with due time exactly how that's going to play out, and I will be the first to inform you, I can guarantee that, because I always said that the day that he retires from the NBA – It's a day that I will uh, probably celebrate like the 1972 Dolphins when an undefeated team uh, in the NFL suffers their first loss with uh, champagne. Because I personally cannot wait until that man or that man child is out of the NBA. And see, that's the thing. The game of basketball is actually probably my favorite sport. And I, I just cannot even enjoy it with him being out there. The rules have changed. The league has changed. Everything has changed to cater to LeBron James in his quest to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. And now he's achieved that. So step aside, LeBron. Step aside. You're the La Flop of the NBA. The Illuminati, part of the secret societies plaguing the universe as we know it today. And that goes hand-in-hand with the intelligence communities. And I got a boatload of information that I am going to present to you in... The next segment of this show, I am going to encourage you to stay by. Do not change that dial. Keep it right here. The Masquerade Podcast, I'm going to take a quick break. The Masquerade Podcast with yours truly, the original Joshi Cox. We'll be back in a brief moment. Stay tuned, my friends. Hunter's smoking blow, now they bought more kids from Wayfair. Fetterman's on his last laugh. McCarthy's still taking bribes. Pelosi's drunk and insane. Well, the TV news is on by Zionists. lag away Those verses were how far not states and the testimony is drawn on Twitter spaces i got patri and friends Lim Byrd call her crazy I am the most censored man in America I am the original Josh e Cox and those of you who already know me Know that I'm a firm believer that discretion and censorship are both overrated and overstated, which is why it is anyone's guess as to what I might just say next. I am loud and I am proud. But what makes me most proud today is inviting each and every one of you to The Masquerade, a politically charged podcast that offers a comical and spirited point of view, hosted by yours truly and possibly a surprise co-host or two. To so join me, the original Joshi Cox, as I expose the deep corruption and hypocrisy of the rulers of our fallen democracy. Subscribe and stay tuned for an entire season of all new episodes. Right here on Spotify, iHeart, Honeypot, Pocket Cat, Amazon Music, Pod Hero, PCast, Podverse, Podcast, Addicts Capsule, Podomatic, Deezer, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Music, Radio Republic, Memento, Hubhopper, Found, Odyssey. The list goes on. The Masquerade Podcast. With me, the original Josh G. Cox. Welcome to the, to the Masquerade. Masquerade. Read between the lines. back to the masquerade if you're just tuning in this is a masquerade podcast hosted by yours truly the original joshy cox and uh today on the house floor they were back in session again and on the floor's agenda was hr 277 house resolution 277 reigns act of 2023 and this was originally uh introduced back in january 11th the first session uh, early in the first session of the 118 Congress by representative cat. She, uh, is the representative Republican of Florida's third congressional district. And this was again, um, kicked back to the committee of the whole house on the state of the union rises, uh, which <clears throat> basically leaves HR 277 as unfinished business. Now to tell you what the rains act is regulations from the executive in need of scrutiny act of 2023 or the rains act of 2023, this bill, uh, Revises provisions relating to congressional review of agency rulemaking. And this was uh, one of these, those bills that they were looking for to have a quorum uh, last week and earlier this week uh, from the Republican Party. Uh, so it got pushed aside. Specifically, the bill established the congressional approval process for a major rule. A major role may only take effect if Congress approves of the role. A major role is a role that has resulted in or is likely to result in an annual effect on the economy of $100 million or more. A major increase in costs or prices for consumers, individual industries, government agencies, or geographic regions, or significant adverse effects on competition, employment, investment, productivity, innovation, or the ability of U.S.-based enterprises to compete with foreign-based enterprises. And of course, this is according to Congress.gov. The other action that took place on the uh, House floor today was House Energy and Commerce, and that was introduced by uh, sponsor Representative Lesko, uh, Debbie Lesko. She represents uh, the Arizona's eighth congressional district. She is a Republican. The bills formally introduced back on March 17th. Uh, Then, of course, it was went in front of the House Energy and Commerce. And now the committee of the whole House on the State of the Union arises, uh, leaving H.R. 1640 also as unfinished business. Now, this bill is Save Our Gas Stoves Act, and it was reported to the House uh, back on June 1st. So this bill places limits on energy conservation standards for kitchen ranges or ovens under the Energy Policy and Conservation Act. The Department of the Energy may not prescribe or amend energy conservation standards for kitchen ranges or ovens if they would result in the unavailability of a product on account of the type of the fuel range or oven uses. In addition, Department of Energy may not finalize, implement, or enforce a proposed rule titled Energy Conservation Program Energy Conservation Standards for Consumer Conventional Cooking Products issued on February 1st or any substantially similar rule. The proposed rule prescribes energy conservation standards for consumer conventional cooking tops, including electric cooking tops, gas cooking tops, electrical ovens, and gas ovens. So it sounds to me like uh, the standoff uh, among the GOP may still be in effect, and it's hard to say how long that's going to be because they're demanding answers, of course, from uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And... At this point in time, as much as I I do like the uh, Save Our Stoves Act, I can't blame them when it comes, to, I mean, this is just rules at this point uh, in dealing with the rules committee. So in terms of, you know, a party line vote, I cannot say that I blame them. This is the time, at least it's not something substantial that uh, they're lacking to cooperate with. And when time comes for something that's going to majorly affect uh, the American people, you know, it They will do their job, and I I do feel very confident with the members of the House Freedom Caucus. In fact, the House Freedom Caucus is growing in number, and I think that is only a good thing when it comes to having the voices of the American people and the constituency truly represented. Two new additions, as Politico tells us, are Tennessee Representative Diana Harshbarger and Missouri Representative Eric Burleson. Uh, Harshbarger Sources closer to Politico tells us uh, says that her addition was due to her undeniable conservative credentials. Um, Burleson he said that he was joining because he actually is impassioned by uh, the internal uh, collaboration and the intensity of intellectual discourse among its members. Now that drew uh, ire and uh, a lot of criticism from. Representative uh, Van Orden, who was a freshman uh, in the House of Representatives out of the state of Wisconsin, along with George's Austin Scott, who uh, had backed up comments made by Van Orden as Austin Scott said that uh, McCarthy actually represented 95% of the Republican Conference, which I still I would have to question that. Uh, I will question that until the day I die because I, I just don't believe that to be true. And then other, none other than uh, New York's Representative Mike Lawler. And yeah, I can tell you now from another story I'm about to jump on to, New York may have some, uh, some Republicans in the U.S. House, but you, know, you can take the, the man or the woman out of the liberal state, but you can't take the liberal state out of the man or woman. That's all I'm going to have to say on that. Um, Representative Bob Good, a uh, Republican of Virginia, he actually uh, had made some comments that I thought were, I find very endearing when asked about the new members joining the group. Uh, despite the clash and uh, connected them to the Freedom Caucus' high profile pushback against McCarthy and other GOP leaders, Good said a couple of those individuals wanted to join Freedom Caucus at a time when the Freedom Caucus is staking out a clear commitment to doing what the American people elected the Republican majority to do. Uh, as he uh, lauded all 29 members, uh, other House Republicans who opposed the procedural vote on the debt deal, as willing to take political risks, personal risks, professional risks to do what they believe is right. And in a system that originally uh, was designed by our forefathers to create a checks and balances system, obviously that has been uh, infiltrated severely. And the, the voice of the constituents is now deprivated. It is being deprived. And that's why I think that the House Freedom Caucus is implementing a whole new checks and balance system. And if we don't have individuals like this, then how do we keep the Uniparty from running roughshod all over Congress. That's what I have to ask. And speaking of the Uniparty, I mean, there's no better example. Jenna Ellis, who, if you remember correctly, represented uh, Donald Trump in in, uh, that whole case with the uh, stolen election and many of the endeavors to try to overturn the election from 2020. She was a member of his legal staff. Uh, She tells us actually on Getter, I just picked this up uh, actually over the break, That 20 Republicans joined Democrats in opposing the censure motion against California Representative uh, Democrat Adam Schiff. And this bill uh, or the motion was actually represented by another freshman. And God love her. I'm very proud of her for doing so. And I think she's going to be monumental uh, in terms of moving forward. And I I hope I'm right. She is a representative out of Florida, and that is uh, Representative Luna, who sponsored this motion. And Luna had introduced a legislation aimed at fining Schiff a staggering $16 million for his role leading up to the Democrats' first impeachment of former President Donald Trump. The legislation accused Schiff of acting dishonorably on many other occasions, claiming that he falsely denied his staff's coordination with a whistleblower. The House made a decision, however, to suspend the resolution with a vote of 225 to 196. 20 of those 225 happened to come from the Republican Party. So that would have taken that number down you know greatly uh you would have taken it to two hundred and five and one ninety six plus twenty right there would have been the difference maker assuredly so instead uh the the notion or the motion to uh censure Adam Schiff is being held on suspension currently, and the twenty Republicans, I think you shouldn't be aware of who they are, and we will start with uh Mr. Kelly Armstrong, a representative of North Dakota. Uh, Lori Chavez de, Re- uh, de Ramirez out of Oregon, Juan Cascamani out of Arizona, Tom Cool of Oklahoma, Warren Davidson of Ohio, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania. Who, with me being a Pennsylvanian, this guy has been nothing but a rhino and has voted nothing but alongside the party line of the Democratic Party uh, since his inception into the U.S. House of Representatives. He needs primary out in a, in the worst of ways. Uh, Kate Granger of Texas, Garrett Graves in Louisiana. Thomas Keene, Jr., New Jersey, Kevin uh, Kylie, California, Mike Lawler, there's that name again, Mike Lawler of New York, Young Kim of California, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, uh, Tom McClintock of California, Marcus Molinero, out of New York, again, as I spoke of with the New York representatives, Jay Olbernault of uh, California, Mike Simpson out of Idaho, Mike Turner of Ohio, David uh, Valaday out of California, and Steve Womack out of Arkansas. So those people right there could have had shift back into the corner that we need. And <clears throat> where's, um, where's the promise by McCarthy who, who had talked about completely uh, going with expulsion of Adam Schiff from Congress? We have not heard anything from Kevin McCarthy ever since then. And you know why. They're both from California, and they're both working on the same side. That is the Uniparty. party. For Kevin McCarthy, it's all about popularity. Because popularity, in terms of holding on to his leadership in the GOP, despite being from a different party, that goes a long way with him. And that's what will continue to uh, garner him the fame, the praise, and obviously, in the end, the returns and the rewards uh, for doing what he does, which is not serve his constituents of the 23rd Congressional District of California or just the American people in general. And I think it's a disgrace. in, In terms of even just... Social media, the fact that nothing has done, been done yet to limit the uh, the protections of Section Two Thirty, which we've heard much about, and how they are continuing to censor uh, certain politicians. And it's not just here in America. As we were on the break, uh, I also found that that is happening, you know, everywhere. Not just here; it's happening in uh, Alberta, Canada. In fact, Danielle Smith, who is the Premier for Alberta. Uh, As part of the uh, Canadian Prime uh, or Canadian Parliament, she went to Twitter uh, tonight and she had said, Big tech and government censorship is becoming a danger to free speech around the world. My Facebook account has been banned from posting content for a few days. As a premier of a province of 4.6 million Albertans, if they can prevent me from communicating with you, imagine what they can do to any one of us. Regardless of our political leanings, we must all stand against censorship. And uh, she also had uh, in CC uh, tagging Elon Musk uh, as part of that. And, um, you know, Elon Musk has done many great things in Twitter and allowing free speech again, at least to a, a further level of than what uh, Jack Dorsey and his successor had done while being the head man at Twitter. Uh, so I guess we'll wait and see what the response from Elon Musk is. Uh, but Danielle Smith taken off by Mark Zuckerberg, the meta platform who has had an array of issues for themselves here of late. As you remember, I, I spoke about Instagram and the fact that they were not doing uh, nearly enough to prevent child trafficking on their site. And then Tucker Carlson, uh, not long ago, that was his second episode uh, since beginning his new show on uh, Twitter Spaces. We find out that yeah, what I was saying was true, obviously. I broke the story before Tucker in, in terms of kiddie porn and child trafficking on the metaverse, on the meta platform, specifically that of Instagram. And it all goes hand in hand with the CIA, which I'm about ready to blow the lid off that thing and tell you more about that. Um, in fact, that plays right into the hand of uh, telling you about what the activities were on the House floor today. Now we will go over uh, the Senate, which I do not have uh, any numbers or any uh, factual evidence on what had occurred today on the Ho- or the Senate floor They convene at 10 a.m., but they take several breaks. Uh, Then they'll go into committees, or they may have a hearing scheduled, although today they did not. Um, But at the time I began my show prep, I did not see what the activities were. They were not yet released on congress.gov. But it does have listed for tomorrow House Intelligence Permanent Subcommittee on a National Intelligence Enterprise. And the intelligence community as a whole, that's another checks and balances because the CIA— that includes the FBI, the NSA, and many more uh, involved with that. They are controlling not only our government, the shadow government, but governments all around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Governments around the world, and it, it began. A lot of people think that the CIA is a part of the United States government. That the United States government oversees the CIA. Well, we fund the CIA. That that can't be denied. However. While we fund it, we do not control it. It controls us. It controls the people. It controls the politicians. They do their bidding for the CIA. In fact, it's my belief and, and other people's beliefs as well that the CIA actually controls a lot of even White House policy. And I'm about to tell you more on that. So we will tell you more there. I'm going to take a very quick break again uh, and grab my notes, get this thing ready to rumble. And I think you will be completely just shocked and amazed uh, by what I'm about to tell you, it, you might find it appalling. I know I do myself. But more on the CIA, the intelligence community, when we come back. You are listening to the Masquerade Podcast with host the original Joshie Cox. We'll be back after this. Well, Obama had long for a chick with a schlong. Big Mike was at his back door dancing gay pride. Bill Olympic in fights we finance Zelensky's Ukraine war. Created COVID-19, Bill gay vaccines to isolate family and friends. just some big lies about a campaign in Trump Tower. we never kill Ben Laden. Censored man in America. I am the original Joshy Cox, and those of you who already know me know that I am a firm believer that discretion and censorship are both overrated and overstated, which is why it is anyone's guess as to what I might just say next. I am loud and I am proud, but what makes me most proud today is inviting each and every one of you to the Masquerade, a politically charged podcast that offers a comical and spirited point of view, hosted by yours truly. And possibly a surprise co-host or two. So join me, the original Joshy Cox, as I expose the deep corruption and hypocrisy of the rulers of our fallen democracy. Subscribe and stay tuned for an entire season of all new episodes. Right here on Spotify, iHeart, HoneyPod, Pocket Cat, Amazon Music, Pod Hero, PCast, Podverse, Podcast, Addicts, Capsule, Podomatic, Deezer, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Music, Radio Republic, Memento, Hubhopper, Found, Odyssey. The list goes on. The Masquerade Podcast. With me, the original Josh e. Cox. Welcome to the, to the Masquerade. Masquerade. Read between the lines. So, I like got Patriot prayers. Liberals call us racist. Watching. The- Welcome back to the Masquerade Podcast, hosted by yours truly, none other than the original Joshy Cox. listening to the Masquerade Podcast on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, iHeart, HoneyPod, PocketCast, PodHero, PCAST, PodVerse, Amazon Music, Podcast Addicts, Capsule, Podomatic, Player FM, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Music, Boomplay Music, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Audible, Fountain, Memento, Hubhopper, Podcast Go, Radio Public, uh, the podcast app, ProCast, Podcast Republic, uh, or Moon FM, listen to the Ma- masquerade Gray podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, and if you're somebody like me that is just a fan of podcasts in general, and you want a little break from the uh, political arena, which everyone deserves a break uh, from the action that is uh, that takes place, uh, you know, that's ruling our lives, and it can get you in a mood. It can get you in a really foul mood sometimes. Uh, if you want a little break from that, Check out the Bad Cow Podcast show. It is for the black sheep, ugly ducklings, curious cats, and underdogs. This is the Bad Cow Podcast. It is hosted by Lindsay Maybe Bad. Make sure you check that out. It is a funny show. Uh, she's a single mother, and it's a show with many perspectives. And I I, I enjoy it myself, to, to be honest with you. And uh, I think you will yourself. It gives a, sheds some light on a, a different uh, vantage point. Of the world and of life in general so check it out again that is the bad cow podcast on Spotify by Lindsay may be bad this bad cow podcast back to the Masquerade podcast however and again your host Joshy Cox and what I am about to share with you uh, has to do with the Central Intelligence Agency and National Intelligence Enterprise as I talked about the Senate hearing that's gonna be coming up um, what you need to know is the Council on Foreign Relations and the CIA are, are two in the same in many ways. The Council on Foreign Relations is a board, uh, I guess you could say kind of like a board structure. Um, they are not elected. They are appointed by the powers to be. The Rockefellers appoint many of them, and so do the Rothschild family. And I'm sure that you are familiar with both names uh, if you are you're privy to the political arena. And they are They comprise a shadow government. The CIA and the Council on Foreign Relations work hand in hand. Uh, Many times, members of the CIA, or at least the upper level of CIA, will be members of the Council on Foreign Relations. That's just kind of how that works. Uh, The Council on Foreign Relations also usually includes uh, maybe a few key people from the United States government and other governments around the world, coincidentally or not. Uh, You know, how does that happen? But the CIA basically runs a shadow government for— the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and the Council on Foreign Relations. They work collaboratively, and the CIA manipulates other intelligence agencies, all except the DNI. That is the uh, only—and that's the Director of National Intelligence. That's the only intelligence agency that the CIA does not oversee and does not manipulate, okay? Uh, The CIA has the power to start wars, and they have done so. Uh, Just about every war, well, I would be willing to bet almost every war or every single war that the United States government has involved themselves in or that the United States military has played a a significant role in has been started or has been produced by uh, the, the urging of the CIA. They have committed torture around the world. And, of course, then they blame that on the threat of terrorism. That is the biggest scapegoat uh, and umbrella factory that you could think of that they put everything under is terrorism, and that's just another way to spread fear porn around the world so they can control the likes of you and I. They are responsible for the many drone attacks. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama had set a record during his presidency and his eight-year tenure as president of the United States of America uh, for drone attacks. Uh, I think he should have somebody should have gotten that guy like a, a radio control car or uh, you know, something to that effect when he was a child. Maybe he didn't have one because he seems to be obsessed with uh, drone attacks uh, over 80 coups overseas. Why is that significant? Well, because you keep hearing about the coup of U- Ukraine, I'm sure, unless you're just watching your CNN, your MSNBC and your Fox News. Otherwise, you should know that Ukraine was a coup. That took place in 2014, but there were steps taken and measures taken previously prior to 2014 to remove certain members of that Ukrainian government. And, of course, they said it was to establish democracy, and that, that's a trigger word, uh, if you haven't learned that yet. it Very much a trigger word. As soon as one of these Democrats, especially, come up to a podium and they use the word democracy in any form, any context, that is like a trigger word where people just stop what they're doing. And it, it's almost like MK Ultra, like it's a, a brain control function that they just they garner their attention immediately. Uh multiple false flag events, including nine eleven. It may pain some of you to hear that. I know many of you have been programmed to believe that nine eleven was due to the Taliban, due to Al Qaeda, due to Afghanistan forces, uh, you know, and that they made an attack on our country, on our sovereignty. No. I I really regret to inform you that you would be wrong in that assumption. That was an inside job of the United States government, an inside job even more so of the CIA. The United States government just helped carry out and execute the attack on our sovereignty, on our soil, by some of our own people. They, they are drug runners, very much so drug runners. In fact, if you know anything about the Clinton, uh, not their administration, but just the Clinton organization as a whole the operations that took place, and this goes back before Bill Clinton ever ran for president of the United States. This goes back to when, uh, during a time when he was actually just a uh, attorney general in the state of Arkansas, before becoming even the governor of Arkansas. The Clintons have been running drugs, like uh, the name Black Ops. You hear that in the uh, video game market, Black Ops. That actually was a Clinton-run organization. And they had plenty of help from the CIA, from the DEA, and many other three-letter agencies uh, that trigger many things around the world. And they were running cocaine, especially. uh, That was their primary source. And weapons uh, from Colombia. They used Haiti as a hub. And that's how then they they used that as a main uh, shipping source, I guess you could say, as a hub in Haiti. Which they discovered Haiti uh, back when they actually went, uh, meaning Bill and Hillary, went on their honeymoon uh, back in 1979 and discovered it and realized that that could be put to proper use. And they completely destroyed the country of Haiti not once but twice. But they ran a large drug ring. And then it ended up coming in, funneling into the United States, guns and weapons, drugs, you name it, uh, child sex trafficking. And they ran it then through into the USA at the Mena Airport, and I know that name. I have, I've got to hold some significance with you. I'm sure it sounds familiar in one way or another. The CIA was created with no congressional approval, so that's why I mean a lot of people think that the United States government runs uh, the CIA. We help fund it, but we don't run it. It was created without congressional approval. Unelected officials; they they are all appointed officials within the CIA. Just like when you have a, a presidential cabinetry, a, the cabinet members like Secretary of State, Attorney General, so on and so forth. Those are appointed officials, not elected officials. We, don't, we the people don't get to choose that. And to me, that, that represents a huge problem. Um, they, but however, they do manipulate Congress. The CIA definitely manipulates Congress, and they do it through secrecy. They manipulate the judiciary. The very corrupt Department of Justice, as you and I both know it and recognize it as being today. Uh, the defense and intelligence corporations, they have complete control over that. Uh, they manipulate the presidential uh, decisions in many ways in the White House policies. And here's the kicker, when it comes to the Department of Defense, that's a big part of our annual uh, federal budget, obviously. But when it comes to the budget of the CIA, the budget is completely secret. Nobody knows exactly, except for those who are appropriating these budgets, nobody knows exactly how much money is being invested into the CIA because they don't want you to know the resources that are being employed. And to me, again, that's that's just absolutely frightening. Uh, The CIA, it was instituted in 1947. And they also actually have a lot to do with controlling JSOC, and, and most of you, that'll be a foreign name to you, JSOC, and you're like, what is JSOC? I haven't heard of JSOC. Most of you will not know this, but the president has its very own private military, and I'm not just talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about any president before his time. Yeah, we have a, he is a commander-in-chief of the United States military, but when he's shipping them off left and right to, you know, in various countries, uh, doing a bidding for the CIA to you know, to be in these coups and to take over these coups and take over these countries, such as Iraq, if you think about Saddam Hussein, that was a CIA mission, was to uh, take a coup, execute a coup of the I- Iraqi uh, government so they could take over. Because they have some sort of a, uh, an agenda that no one knows about, whether it be oil or whether it be you know being able to have control of bordering nations, whatever the case may be. That was a coup by the CIA to remove Saddam Hussein from power, not because he was a terrorist, because keep in mind, folks, not one weapon of mass destruction was ever to be found. Not one. So how is somebody a terrorist when they don't even have one weapon of mass destruction? However, if you go to, you know, say Russia or Iran or North Korea or even the United States ourselves, China, there are plenty of weapons of mass destruction. It's called nuclear warheads. And it's known that they have those in in their possession. But JSOC is the president's own private military to guard him because, you know, obviously his life, you know, is so, so very special and important because he's the puppet. The CIA is a puppet master, but the president is a puppet of the CIA uh, in charge at the time of not necessarily the land, but in charge of running the corporation. We are a corporation. We are not a sovereign country. We don't have sovereignty like many believe, and we're seeing what was left of sovereignty being stripped away and mined away in in increments a little bit at a time, and now it's becoming a progressive movement. But he runs a corporation, and he has his own presidential military, private military called JSOC. And then there's the deep state, of course, and everybody thinks that the deep state is all one regime. That anybody that is not on the side of the American people or people in general, that they're deep state. Well, actually, the deep state is a system behind the shadow government that helps to enact certain things. that helps uh, execute certain agendas for the shadow government to be able to further themselves into in continuing power. So like your, your social media, as we had spoken about earlier, that is part of the deep state. They are actually on a contract with the CIA when a job needs done in terms of whether it be censorship uh, or, you know, censoring much of, from the media, much of the news that would go on social media to keep people from and prevent people from speaking about, say, the Hunter Biden laptop. That's, in a, that's an election interference mode right there. That is being contracted by the CIA. The CIA will find out that this is what needs done. Okay, let me, I'll call Mark Zuckerberg. I'll call Meta. And they will offer them very large contracts that are too large for them to realistically turn down. They might put them on a $500 million contract, and we need this job done, and we need it done efficiently to, to prevent this from going out there. We need you to begin monitoring your account users so we can build a database of who we know is, you know, of dissent. And that's how that works. The Federal Reserve is part of the deep state. Intelligence contractors, part of the deep state. And intelligence contractors are very much like defense contractors, but only they might more deal with, say, data or mobile data or cyber data in regards to defense instead of actual, like, making equipment or ammunition. Uh, the, The Treasury, Wall Street, very much so. Uh, many of your accounts on, on Wall Street—that is a completely controlled and manipulated uh, financial sector that helps maintain control over the world, especially over the the public or the uh, the public sector, like you and I, the peasantry of this world as we know it. Foreign lobbyists are part of that deep state operation, but again, they still all will fall under the CIA because the CIA is what sets in place. A shadow government. The deep state helps to further the agenda of those shadow shadow governments. The CIA also oversees the military-industrial complex, which I think I spoke on uh, with the last episode of the Masquerade podcast. Dwight Eisenhower, former uh, military general and president uh, president of the United States, he warned us that when they were creating the military-industrial complex, that it may be it may become too big. It may overpower. What its initial uh, premise was supposed to be, the initial intentions, because then you get your military industrial complex lobbyists, which, again, that, that goes into your defense contractors. And I showed you with Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, many, and the same goes for Kevin McCarthy and many of your your household name politicians, which I don't ever recall in the past uh, as a youngster or even your early adult years, hearing so many household commodities uh, come across as people that are so-called elected officials or representatives of our federal government. Now everybody has a brand name behind them. And that's because that helps promote, helps market them, and it helps create support from the people that are naive or uneducated or ignorant to what is really taking place behind the scenes. There are certain bloodlines uh, that are you know, a part of the shadow government. And we said the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. It's a committee of 300. There's a total of 13 bloodlines, which that will be an episode all for itself, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But if you look at it in this uh, this respect, human rights violations, uh, we've seen it in Chile. We've seen it in Haiti. We've seen it in many countries. CIA was responsible. Over 80 bloody coupes of governments, overthrowing governments, torture, torture, um, you know, sedition, secret, uh, secret prisons that we don't know about that they take uh, certain members to after being tortured. Dick Cheney, uh, our former uh, two-time former vice president under George W. Bush, that's what he was known for in the CIA. He was known for the torture acts, waterboarding, and, and it goes way well beyond that. Using psych- uh, psychedelic drugs such as LSD, MK MKUltra, mind control, False flag terrorist attacks, as we said, with 9-11. Assassinations. Why do you think that there's still no answers? Kennedy was assassinated by a CIA operation and by CIA operatives. And then what did they do? They placed, or they made it sound like it was uh, you know, President Johnson that placed a Warren Commission in charge of investigating the death of President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And he placed former director of the CIA, or director at the time, George H.W. Bush, as the head of the Warren Commission. So he knew he was involved to begin with in this operation to assassinate John Kennedy. So, of course, he would know exactly how to go back and clean up every mishap, every step along the way to cover it up. And then the Warren Commission comes in and reports that, you know, no, uh, no wrongdoing on our part. We think it was due to communists uh, involved with Cuba and with Russia. The the scapegoat every time. It's always a certain scapegoat. It was Russia, Russia for many years. Then that went away for a short time. And then it was, of course, terrorists in Iraq, Afghanistan, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, ISIS, all uh, CIA-created organizations, by the way. They are real, but they were created and empowered and given weapons by the CIA so they could be a scapegoat. It's it's just absolutely disgusting, in fact, how any of this can be done. I mean, overthrowing democratic governments where people were actually having a voice, and of course that cannot be done. That can't be had, um, you know, and, and we know that now. And, you know, again, the military-industrial complex, uh, and you also have to think about MKUltra, uh, Operation Paperclip, Operation Mockingbird, Operation uh, Gladio, all these were factions and operations from the CIA. In a military industrial complex, they are dealing with the, the intelligence and the uh, defense contractors to pump out weaponry and systems for every country in any war, and then they fund both sides of the war. So there's it's like hedge betting. If you bet in sports, you will know what a hedge bet is. You, you bet the house on one side, and then you still bet a, a nice sum On the other side, so you can't lose. Either way, you're going to recoup your losses. And you still may come out with a profit at the end. And that's exactly what they do. Exactly what they do. Just like you have the military industrial complex, you also have the secret intelligence industrial complex. And I know that's (laughs) probably hard to understand at all, but that's a massive corporation monopoly in itself that consists of the CIA which is the central intelligence agency you have the NSA which is the national security agency you have the NGA the national geospatial intelligence agency and then you have the NRO which is the national uh, reconnaissance office and that deals a lot with uh, your satellite technology electronic warfare of uh, 5G that's a great example just in that itself And now all these, there's four agencies that are a part of the secret intelligence industrial complex. They all have little companies, or not little, massive companies, massive corporations, just like our defense contractors, that supply them with all the weaponry, all the high-tech, the most up-to-date electronic and cyber type of information and uh, equipment and programs and systems that you could ever put in place so you can basically surveil anyone at any time, follow and trail and trace any movements of every person from here to kingdom come from North to South, East to West. And I'm talking about CSRA incorporation CAI or CACI. Uh, who's all involved in, in the same uh, aspect. Uh, Lido's uh, holdings. If you look them up, you will find out. You know, they are involved in the same respect. Uh, many of these are in Reston or uh, Fairfax, Virginia, uh, conveniently located. And you can also find them on the New York Stock Exchange or the S&P uh, 500 or S&P 400. SAIC, uh, which is AI, uh, an AI contributing, um, which actually they used to be also in the, with the Lido's Holdings. It's a byproduct or a subsidiary. Um, your AI is a lot of your national geospatial intelligence or intel agency. And that's why AI is so important to them. They don't care about uh, what it could do to the citizens. That's the entire point is because eventually it will orchestrate a mind control operation where we can't even decide for ourselves. They will control every aspect of living function. There is no exaggeration here. Uh, The budget comes from, from the IRS. Our hard earned tax dollars is paying for all of this, just so you're aware. Over $50 billion in total intelligence. That's not a true total because, again, it's a secret budget. But over $50 billion a year goes into total intelligence. $598 billion in total defense budget. $150 billion in military bases overseas worldwide. Because we have to be sure to keep control of every region of the world. We are the terrorists. We are the terrorists. In the U.S. government collects $803 billion in tax revenue per year. It, it's costing Americans vital security. And, and they leave just enough money for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, infrastructure, and healthcare, which they receive kickbacks from all of those uh, communities, especially when it comes to healthcare. And that's why we have to continue raising debt ceilings. Is because their spending is out of control because they are on a move to purge, not only the American people, but citizenry of the entire world. That is your CIA, ladies and gentlemen. There is a chain of command. You know, one goes to the other, and th- that—that's just how that works. Um, NRO, they actually uh, then report to uh, intelligence to the NSA. Uh, imagery Intelligence to NGA, Signal Intel to the DIA, which is Defense Intel Agency. Uh, the NRO reports to the DNI and Secretary of Defense. And then NRO, uh, US, United States Air Force, Army, CIA, NGA, NSA, Navy, U.S. Space Force, all aligned together as one. And between them all, they have us covered. Absolutely covered. And this plays a huge role in in what Edward Snowden had told us. That man should have a medal put around his neck for leaking the information that he did and uh, making Americans aware of just how badly we are being surveilled every move that we make. And it's all for total control. Total control. Booz Allen, Hamilton, Incorporated. Those names should sound familiar. George Fry, um, and then uh, obviously uh, Edison Booz, Carl Hamilton, James Allen. And that has to do with Edward Snowden because he was actually working as a contractor to them but was also working as a intelligence contractor with our central intelligence community. So there you have it. Now you understand exactly how a lot of this works. So when you see certain people like rhinos caving into just what we know is obviously you know, a total sham uh, when it comes to representing the American people, we understand why. Because they're doing their bidding. They're doing their bidding. They're being told by the CIA and the Council on Foreign Relations of exactly how to execute each move. The Federal Reserve, the central banking system. That's why the push is so strong for a central bank digital currency. When in reality, we should have a gold-backed gold, uh, gold back standard, which is exactly what Russia is doing. They're re-implementing using the ruble, but they are backing it now, thanks in part to China, with a gold standard. And that's why they did away with that here in America. That began with FDR, who, who began selling out our gold and then made it illegal for any individual, any private person like you or I to hold gold certificates and you were to cash them in and receive the very base low uh, compensation for what you had, despite what the potential would have been in your earnings uh, in terms of what would, what would have been an increase or in uh in interest. But they gave you the very bare minimum in compensation because they wanted the gold from the people's hands and then they sold it two members of this entire New World Order, your Rockefellers, your Rothschilds, the central banks, uh, much of the gold going to the Vatican, and Vatican is a very key member of this secret society as well. There you have it. We are being controlled by secret societies, whether it be the Freemasonry, whether it be the Illuminati, or whether it be our very own FBI, CIA, NRO, NGO, NGA, NSA, Even the IRS is involved. Now it goes to show why they wanted the push for 87,000 new IRS agents to track and surveil every one of the American people. Because we are the last stand, ladies and gentlemen. America is the last stand for humanity. Why? Because of 2A. But 2A does us no good if we wait until they're at our doorsteps knocking on the door. And if it gets to that point, you can kiss it goodbye. Because at that point, we're already being surrounded. There's Chinese nationals in Canada. There's Chinese nationals right here in our homeland. And there's plenty more south of the border. And that's part of the whole border invasion. And I'm telling you now, if you think it's a joke, I don't care what you own, what your ammo is. If you think that's going to help you once the invasion is complete, you're dead wrong. And it will be a costly error on on your part. And it will be the demise of Western civilization. And once it's conquered, the world will be under one world government. And the CIA and Council on Foreign Relations works for the Committee of the 300, the New World Order, the World Economic Forum, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Windsors. Because they have a vision of enslaving all of mankind. And it will be a holocaust that will make the German holocaust look like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So be intelligent and remember what I'm teaching you of the intelligence community. That's all for this show, folks. Thank you again for tuning in to the Masquerade podcast hosted by yours truly, the original Joshy Cox, a voice for patriots, a voice for freedom, leader of Joshua Hollicks worldwide. And I encourage you to always read between the lines. Fight back for freedom, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. God bless America. God bless humanity as a whole. Welcome to the masquerade. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Watching the swamp, really deep and Elections are bought and are pre arranged to take your few away. They don't like to pay. Soros and Swab are not these days. the sanctimony is drawn. Twitter's face, I got patriot friends. Liberals call.